0: As in any other career, creative production has a kind of stereotype to it. But who are the humans behind the producers? What do their lives and minds look like in the midst of the profession? Welcome to Beyond Deadlines, a space where we navigate through the wonders and challenges of working as a producer in the creative industry. I'm Ruby Walls, your host of today's chat about the possibilities and choices on faces in a creative producer's career. Today with me is Leah, a super experienced executive producer at u 2 Wu, a music and audio company. I'm so happy, really. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks, Ruby. Yeah, I'm really happy too. I haven't done a podcast before, so. Well, that's cool. And can tell me how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> and what you do for me is mostly interesting because, well, I want you to explain what you do, but like, how did you get to the music and sound design industry? <laughs> <Ha-ha>. that's a <laughs> fun
1: story. The, the short answer is that um, some childhood friends of mine are musicians and like after touring the world, they got together and were like, we actually want to sort of shift our life to be more stable and build a studio in Brooklyn. Um, mm-hmm. And as they're expanding from recording, entering life, to taking on more commercial projects for filmmakers and ads and things like that. They needed help from someone with management and project management experience. Um, so we partnered. But if we have the time, I'd love to go into story time a little. Please
0: tell me the long story and get into <laughs> the it. The
1: long story of getting into audio <laughs> and sound. So yes. <sighs> once upon a time in the 1950s in America, <laughs> um, two families moved in across the street from each other. Um, my grandparents and my close friend's grandparents, and they had kids around the same time that grew up together. And then they had kids together, like kids at the same time. And that's, um, yeah. So we're now up until the 1980s and 1990s. And that's why I met my friends, um, Derek and Deidre. We both, like, we would all um, spend time with our grandparents over the summers. My brother and I would come over from Germany and they would come from another part of Long Island. Yeah, we're the third generation of friends and what started as like a typical summer of just going to the beach through sprinklers and catching fireflies, like eventually um, technology got us in the form of my (laughs) uncle's like camcorder and at home we each had like tape recorders. So when we were together in the summer, we started like shooting little movies And we would do like spoofs of advertisements, like Calvin Klein obsession became confession. And it was like all dramatic and black and white. I was like, I was running to the church. My soul felt heavy. I needed confession, like super dramatic stuff that was playing off of like the pop culture that we saw. And then when we were apart in the during the rest of the year, because we only saw each other in the summers, I was like writing scripts. Um, we were sending tapes back and forth um, with songs and, again, like fake wow. ads, fake radio shows and just updating each other on, on our lives. And then sort of years go by once I moved to New York and sort of my, my friends sort of built the studio in 2012 and then mm-hmm. sort of things sort of took a little while to happen. And then it was 2014. I was I was away in Paris at the time, just like. I had taken. I was in a hostel in Paris, and I get this message from my friend Deidre, who's like, would you maybe sometime in the future, perhaps, like, to work together in some capacity? I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's talk when I'm back. And, like, <laughs> by the time I'm back, like, a week later, she has this whole plan laid out of, like, and we speak to her and her husband, David, who's also a partner in the studio, and yeah. is just talking about how sort of what the plans are for bringing more partners in. So it's Deidre, her brother, Derek, her husband, David, me, who's like a cousin, basically. I was going to say family. Derek's, um, <laughs> Derek's sort of um, college roommate and longtime collaborator, Zach. So it's it's a family business. It's like sort of here. This is what your role would be. Um, We're all going to be equal in this. We each like put in everything we can, all our assets, everything, our time, and then sort of we make the decisions jointly. And um, and so suddenly I am in music and audio because because that's where my friends were and that's where the opportunity was to start a business.
0: But that's amazing. It, it is. It's a family business because mm-hmm. for me, if you grew up with them, you're family. At least my exactly. friends, for me, are my family. That, yeah. Wow, I didn't know this story.
1: <laughs> yeah. And since actually David's brother, who we also had the band French Run Rebellion with, has like joined as the head of our label. So we've oh. expanded to include even more family.
0: <laughs> that's so cool. And And are you guys all in the States or are you around the world?
1: Um, we're now all based in the States. Okay. Um I-, I grew up in Germany and then worked in England and studied in England and France, and then like, yeah, eventually came here. And like I think this is like also like the the thing about being a producer is that you can change industries. Yeah. Because it's sort of a different, it's a more sort of fundamental skill set of, you know, like you said, like organization and communication and managing different things looking ahead to get things done
0: but i mean obviously you had to like it if not you wouldn't say yes i mean obviously you did because if you're a kid writing scripts and filming stuff yes <laughs> you liked it but did you did you study something to that has to do with film or
1: when i when i was a teenager i did do a film course at nyu at like the Tisch wow. School of the Arts, they had a special sort of program for high school students. I think they might still actually have it. And it's mm-hmm. like you get college credit for it, but it's sort of a filmmaker immersive thing. And yeah, I I really love that. At that time, I was definitely already thinking about going into that industry. But that's also where I, where I found my role, I think, as a producer for the first time. Because mm-hmm. first you go in and you're just like, I'm a creative person. Like I was always a visual artist. And then like making films was an extension of that. And then I was like, wow, actually, like sort of for the final project and creating your own ideas on a deadline and like sort of that was really hard for me. I ended up doing a kind of more abstract documentary poem on New York City, <laughs> really? whereas everybody else was writing stories like narrative stories, which is really funny because I still relate to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I would make the exact same project now, program like film now, but just like better. <laughs> so I but I was sort of filling in. I, I had like an important role on the on the little teams that we had. And I just like noticed myself planning ahead. I had fun f- from everything from, you know, writing out characters or storyboards to being behind the camera and all that. That then later when I thought about sort of a, a career, that kind of very, um, is obviously like a little bit vague, but that whole like production management producer or executive producer of getting different projects on and getting the the people on that can make it happen. Like that was really attractive to me.
0: Wow. Wow. So you fa- found your calling as a teenager, basically.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a weird thing, right? Because like, it's not yeah. then. That, that cool. So Leia knew exactly what she wanted to do. And yeah. then she pursued that. So now she's a producer. <laughs> it was like, it was, it has like all looped back, which is a really fun thing. So I think whenever you're in doubt and you don't know what to do, it's just like, what did you really enjoy as a kid or what made you happy? Because as a kid, there was like two things I really loved. It was like dogs and drawing and making art. So at that point, I was like always in my life, I, um, I want to be an artist and I want to have a dog. My parents never got me a dog, but like it always stayed in my <laughs> mind. And then as a teenager, I was like, wow, like I'm I'm really interested in film and I think like a producer role would be cool. And I really, I love New York. I want to live in New York. And like, that's where I am now. I got a little dog here, Josie.
0: Oh, Josie.
1: I'm, I'm an artist. I have my art studio. I get to be involved in a bunch of films we're currently working. It's all suddenly making sense. Like also sort of once I started work in my 20s, I was like, wow. I was working for a big media company in London, which was still part of the sort of, yeah, TV exploration. I worked there as a, as an, um, in the strategy department and then a new business doing project management on collaborations with gaming companies and TV brands, like sort of a bunch of stuff. But it was very clear to me that as soon as I could, I wanted to be independent and have my own company. And like when I okay. moved to New York, I like freelance to get to that um, thing. So like then suddenly, you know, everything happens in between studying economics and management, doing all kinds of jobs. And then like here I'm like, I am now. Okay, cool. Now I have everything that I was like meant to be working with my friends, doing the same things that we were as kids. Like we're doing real ads now, not like the spoof versions of them, <laughs> yeah. but literally all that stuff. Like you couldn't have, you could have like, in some world you would have been like, okay, this is a straight path and that's what you're going to do. But that's not how life works. It's just like no. somehow like magic. It ends up like that in the end.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, but I mean you that's the thing that you work your your way to where you want it to be. And obviously it's never gonna be like A, B, or C, but at least you have an idea of what you want. But I, I was reading um before our our talk that you studied um this. So like obviously this helps for production. Mm-hmm. I, now, has it helped you out for production? Or you're like, no, no, like I wouldn't study it again.
1: I mean, <laughs> both. You could yeah, I okay. think actually, <laughs> you I, <can> be <laughs> no, I sometimes have dreams that I quit my area of study and go to art school instead. Because okay. in my head, like I did have that idea, um, my dad out of... Uh, I don't know, either misunderstanding, misguided love, or an actual sort of idea in my future was like I'm not paying for art school.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: but um, but I did apply to um for like a bunch of like management, media management courses um in in England because like when you're in Germany, you can also study as an EU citizen. Back at the time. UK being a part of it, you can also study for free within the EU. So I did a bunch of applications there and like Oxford didn't have like in sort of a a course that exactly fits. So it was like, oh, economics and management, that'll be a good basis. It's kind of like a neutral thing. It'll teach me some skills, um, but not push me into sort of something very specific. And then, like, once you get accepted by Oxford after the interviews and applications and everything, you're like, well, now I got to go, right? You're not going to turn that down. No. Um, <laughs> so I ended up studying something that wasn't really so suited to me. I kept, like, whenever I was, I had to work in my room because when I was at the library, I would read all the other subjects. <laughs> <books> <laughs> all the other subjects. But the cool thing was that it was, like, partially in the economics department and partially at the Said Business School. So we had, yeah, all kinds of like classes from strategy and marketing to organizational behavior and other stuff that I think in the end, it did leave me with a sort of very marketable degree, yeah. as well as sort of the understanding of some fundamentals um, yeah. that that definitely helped in, um, in sort of filling out the skill set from being a sort of artist creative minded person to then also having that underpinning and i think that's always helped me when i when i was looking for real jobs yeah. real jobs versus just like making your own
0: you know description yeah 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 no i know um,
1: <laughs> but also you know it's taught very academically you're writing you're researching and writing essays on the topics more so than the practical application
0: yeah um, but i don't i think university gives gives us something that life doesn't you know like maybe the structure not maybe the structure the the social part the well I mean life gives us the social part but I don't know, it's it's how, like, interacting with a teacher, with your classmates, with, you know, like, sort of like a yes. client.
1: I mean, <laughs> um, you know, that was, like, three owner. years, exactly, and then, like, a year of grad school in Paris, and without that, I wouldn't have been ready to just jump into a career at 18, yep. um, and I think going through that and like sort of learning some of that stuff and then also deciding okay that's not for me like most people out of my field of study they then continue to go to a management consulting company or into the finance sector and like that was really what um what the career fairs at the time were sort of opening up to us and for me it became very clear that no like this is like this is i've i've studied an area of study that I can now apply to different areas and I can like find a little bit of freedom to not do that. So then I applied to a TV company, Fremantle Media, which is like part of Bertelsmann, huge like group of different media companies and um, and started my career there then in, in London. And then from there being in like, yeah, still a corporate setting, but a pretty like more laid back, you know, you're in jeans, even if yeah. you're like in the corporate office. And it was like a really interesting field, like all these big media brands, like worldwide from like American Idol was one of their franchises and the X Factor, all the old game shows that still run like Family Feud and The Price is Right and all that. So real legacy brands, as well as like other things. And then working like in the center. (laughs) I know. I mean, that was the thing, right? It was like so amazing. And I'm like, what? And then like I kept getting getting promoted and being like in different areas and working directly with the CEO, but also working with all the different departments.
0: Was this an internship at first or no? no? It was directly. No, this at- was the first
1: job I applied for. Okay. 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 <sighs> I was just fortuitous. They needed someone. I think it was actually, yeah. yeah, I wasn't replying to an ad. It was like one of the companies I had identified as wanting to work for. Okay. Um, and so I sent an application and it happened that they needed someone at that time and I fit the bill. So they flew me in for interviews. And then I like, yeah, within like a month, I started there. Which is like (laughs) another thing that, I don't know. You could try like so many different things and then just something works.
0: For me, well, I believe in these things, but I believe in the universe and how it aligns every single way. And maybe at one time you send something and it doesn't work. And then the the next year, that thing that you sent I don't know how they get a, uh, you know, right. like
1: a, it resurfaces or <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, why?
1: But <laughs> also it said, I never want to live in London. It's so expensive. I don't understand the city. It's this big blob. I'm never doing that. You don't get enough for your money, blah, blah, blah. And then this job comes on where I'm like, yo, I really, really want to do it. I guess I'm moving <laughs> to London. So I definitely gotten better at just like never saying never. And just being yeah. like, you just don't know. Yeah. At some point in life, you'll do the things you didn't think you'd do.
0: Exactly. I always say like right now, I don't want to do it or I don't want this, but I don't I'm not going to say never because I have no idea what I'm going to want or what I'm going to do in a year from now. (laughs) Exactly.
1: So I was in in London Mm -hmm. working for free Mental media and um, getting a chance to work with lots of different um, different departments there. Like especially some of it was being in the sort of strategic center, being in the strategy department and working with the CEO Um, you always had to talk to other departments but it was especially when we were partnering with um, game developers to create um, to create some like online games this was like in what 2008 2009 so creating online games branded with the price is right and all these amazing like game show assets that we had and in that point you're liaising with legal. You're talking to the brand team and the people who run the show. You're working with the outside developers that are sometimes also front-end developers, back-end developers, talking to the strategy. There's like a lot of sensitivity also in what spaces do we take our brands. So, and, and really I was like my boss at the time gave me a lot of freedom actually to do that. I'll also say that sometimes he took that freedom away or, Took my work as a stone, <laughs> but never mind. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> let's also get no, into a doing. whole thing about being a young woman in oh, a la, yeah. gaming field. Um <laughs> yeah. but it was really awesome. I really enjoyed that. And it also was again, I don't know, it's it's strange thinking that I did have that moment even as a teenager where I thought, oh yeah, being a film producer. That's that's my thing. I'm actually surprised I came up with it that early. Yeah. And, and of course, it wasn't like the straightforward film production. But I was like a producer, project manager in that role, and that then also said, "Oh, these are like really transferable skills. I don't need to be doing this within the confines of the slightly problematic hierarchy." And also, let's also be frank. I was actually undiagnosed but very depressed at the time.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: and. And really sort of needed a change and was like, okay, I'm I'm done with this specific work environment. I still like what I do, but I need to go to a different place, a different space. And like, that's where sort of thinking back, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but thinking back to what was that idea I had when I was younger, I remember wanting something really badly and that was living in New York. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. I'm gonna move to New York. My aunt and uncle are here, and they have a spare bedroom since my cousins moved out, where I can like land. Yes. So went there. My parents are like, "You can always come home," et cetera. And I'm like, "No, no, no. This is gonna work." <laughs> yeah. Um, and and went there, and then sort of the only people I knew in New York were Deidre and Derek, um, whom I'm business partners with now, my childhood friends. Yeah. And so I was like, okay they lived in um in williamsburg and bushwick so i'm like cool i'm going to find an apartment near there so i'm looking on craigslist going going and finding that um at the same time getting involved just being like hey i'm available if you need something um yeah. if you want help on your shows or making music videos or all that i'm here now and that's sort of exactly how it started this is still this was 2000 end of 2009 So at that point, like, it was going to be another five years before we actually formally worked together.
0: Okay. How old were you there?
1: Uh, I think 26. Yeah, 26.
0: A baby. (laughs) I
1: know. That's what I see now. But at that time, this was like some big life decisions.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, And so, yeah. So there I am living in a loft with my roommates um, (laughs) and, like, starting, produced a music video um, with. Deidre and her then bandmate, Paul, for Savoir Adore, we went like into the woods and in the snow and shot a music video. When there was (laughs) a show, I'd like try to try to like help out, whether it was like donations or seating people. used to dance back up for Deidre. Sometimes she would like involve all her friends.
0: I Um, want to see that. Yes.
1: (laughs) Okay, there's videos. I'll send it to you. Please,
0: um, that's so fun. (laughs) I think this was
1: then sort of finding, finding that, community here. And just like, instead of being in this very rigorous path of university and then finding a job, applying for the job, working within a company, I was suddenly surrounded with people who just like wanted to get involved in different things. And I still love that. Like, I think the things I love most about America and New York, or first of all, diners, I love American diners, but <laughs> then also this actual sort of entrepreneurial spirit and like yeah. New York artistic spirit. That's like, Apart from pockets, or like nowadays, it's not a very German trait or English trait either. It's like a lot more sort of, yeah, traditional and like sort of focused. So then over the next years, I think, I don't remember if I even ever applied for a job or it was always just people being, hey, we need you on this. Whether yeah, like it was as a like,
0: freelancer.
1: Yeah, as a freelancer mm-hmm. and like consultant working on different events. Like every once in a while, I'd temp, I'd have like some extra sort of income with that. But um But otherwise, just like, hey, I am working for the startup and we need help in clearing music. I'm like, okay, cool. I can do that. And I'm doing this and we (laughs) produce something, whatever it was. And so that's how like the next couple of years went by. Also worked for for two different nonprofits at the time that again was just like, I would like once they were like, we want you, I'm like, okay, I'm still going to send you like my resume. I want this to be like official and you to know what I can do. But it was all just like. I don't know. It was like an encounter or like you you start off with someone just like, oh, can you just help out for this event? And then like, here's a job offer, (laughs) like work with us (laughs) Um, at that point. And like at that point, it was really I didn't like, it was very important to me to not work full time and to just have more time sort of for myself. I was definitely recovering and just like going through through uh, mental health issues. Um, they did get diagnosed till much later, like five years ago, they got diagnosed with anxiety disorder and major recurrent depression, depressive disorder, which was a great relief. And at that point is when I started getting much more creative. But yeah, I was like, trying to manage, manage my life that way, doing a lot of different things. And then yeah, to the end of 2014 is when then Deidre's email came of, do you maybe somehow want to work together in the future, turning into a very concrete proposal of like how we can make a business together.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. And, and also, I mean, about the mental health issue, I love that you're sharing that. Thank you so much. Because I think from till now, we haven't talked about that in our... Every role and every person, it's important. But in the production industry, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's more heavy, but as a producer, really, like I feel that there's something there that, I, in one of the first podcasts, I, I took to, spoke to two mm-hmm. girls from SIEP and we were talking about being like the psychologist of everyone. Yes, yep. And, and really, like at one point that you're not a psychologist, you're not. Yes. And, and if you have issues that you have to resolve, you have to do it with somebody and sometimes yep. you don't know and you're pushing and pushing and pushing and it has to be your energy and positive and positive. And then suddenly you're, you slow down and you're by yourself and you're like, okay, like, yeah, I, th- I think something. going I relate on. to
1: that a hundred percent because like, you have to be so highly functioning. Yeah. Like hold yeah. it together. If something goes wrong. Like, yeah, you're the, you're like sort of the the confidant of everybody. You're managing the different personalities. If something goes wrong, you have to solve the problem. You're talking to clients in a different way than you are to the internal team, but everything has to link up. So you're always thinking about people. You're also always thinking a couple steps ahead and carrying like a lot of things in your head. Yeah. But I think um, like more recently with talking to some people, I have been just noticing that not just that it is sort of a mental illness or a chemical imbalance or whatever, or a trauma response or whatever it is that makes you depressed. But it's really sort of that brains are like different mm-hmm. and like call it neurodivergent or just like that there's some diversity in things. And I think for me, for better or worse, holding a lot of different things in my brain at the same time, having a lot of thoughts, perceiving a lot of different things, it's it's super hard and it makes it sometimes difficult to function in the world and it can lead to anxiety and all these things. But on the other hand, I think it makes me a great producer because I can think of all these other things. It's because I, I was, was going to towards other people too. And you're yeah. just like using yeah. your overactive brain Yeah, um, to funnel it. Makes you, it makes
0: you who you are. But in, I mean, in, in 2000, I mean, I don't know what, what year it was that you found up uh, like really with a doctor found up about this because now for me, it's more normal to talk about mental health. It's like in the past few years, like here in Argentina, everybody goes to the psychologist or psychiatric. Yeah. But everybody. So here it's something normal, but like in Mexico that's more traditional and stuff like that. I remember my friends like, oh, no, no, yeah. like if you go to a psychologist, you're crazy. And now yeah. everybody talks about mental health. Like it's doing exercise. For me, it's right. doing exercise. It's too And things. It
1: is. And I think that's <laughs> why I like talking about it because for me that was yeah. a discovery too. Growing up in yeah. Germany, it was also like I grew up even knowing like the first time I felt depressed was when I was like probably like 10. And oh, then wow. I've had like ever since then, I've had like Yeah. Phases of depression. But it was always like, well, but I'm still like it's the only alternatives are being like so clinically depressed that you're hospitalized or you're fine.
0: There's yep. nothing in between, yeah, exactly. there's no <laughs>
1: help. there's no grayscale. So as long as I'm still functioning, this can't be real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're like,
1: yeah, these are the symptoms, but I would have already died if it was real, like kind of, or if it <laughs> was like that difficult. And then like, finally, when, um, it was probably like five years ago, as I said, that um, in this clinic, I was just going for a... Uh, my primary hair care um, appointment, like my physical, once a year. It's also called a physical, interestingly. But I was yeah. at a new clinic, new to me clinic, that also had a built-in um, behavioral-like unit and mental health and substance abuse um, part to their clinic. Yeah. So their regular annual questions also included some like basic mental health questions, and like wow. from how I answered one of them. They went into a different um, a different script know. of asking follow-up questions that led them to be like, hey, if you're open to it, I think you should talk to someone in this unit. And I cried because I was so relieved that somebody is telling me, oh this is real we can tell at some like thing and there's actual things you can do about it this isn't your yeah. personality this isn't your life forever and um and i think that's just it's so important sort of for my own for my own life but it also really enabled me to get back into into the art making art And being a creative person and not just self-censoring all the time and being, I have to be the perfect person there for everybody else. And I have to make everybody else's creative dreams come true, which I think for me, sometimes the tension as a producer is that you're not going to be seen as the most creative person on the team. Uh You're facilitating conversations between maybe uh, a visual director, art director on one side or creative director, and then um, a composer, like audio artist on the yeah. other side and then to sort of be okay I love doing this but like what about me I always thought I was a creative person too so being able to discover that again and be able to live that out has helped so much and it's just like yeah it's just like made me a much more balanced person
0: because now you have your own art studio you were I do have I have a shared art. studio in seven how do of you us. balance? the work and the I mean
1: it's hard I, yeah. <laughs> I, I like talk right now with an art coach to be like how do I integrate like the my yeah. art practice into my other life that is super full with the business I love and people I love and, my, and all that but I, I'm at a point now where I see myself as an artist and I know like that's part of me and mm-hmm. that's my life and it's never going to get lost again there were years where I like was was lost from it or couldn't connect, and now like everything I do, I I work with a friend, ostie to um, plan and our next exhibition. We've been putting on some shows together um, oh, and congrats. just supporting each other. Huh. She's now part of our um, collective Vega Collective and Betstai as well. So yeah, it's it's helped with sort of other people and just the fact that we have so many stories and thoughts to tell and like. If yeah. it doesn't come out, you go crazy eventually—not a good way, <laughs> not the good crazy.
0: No, no. But that's the thing, like you said before, you have to do things for you and not always for the rest. Like I, yeah. I relate because I'm a photographer also. But mm-hmm. it took a lot of time until I did my own personal project and until yes. I called myself a, pr- a photographer yes. and an artist. Yes, not just oh, I take
1: pictures or sure, I can fill. And you need a photo, I'll do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or I remember I used to say I'm a photographer, and like, why right, are you... with the little quotation marks? Yeah, around like, there? why are you putting the quotation marks? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. And then this year, for the first time, I had my first exhibition.
1: Congratulations!
0: Thank you. Yeah, That's I was huge. really happy. Yeah, it was huge. But so for me, it was it, it was um really really important, but also really really hard to accept because like that's the thing I believe in everybody and, and everything yep. and when it's about me like uh yeah. like the the past in 2020 then the lockdown mm-hmm. I think I had my personal retreat and I I remembered how to love myself like really like I I love that mm-hmm. that's yeah I, I, it's yeah crazy, also, right
1: when that comes up and you crazy. realize oh I have not yeah. been loving myself yeah yeah or, or like the difference between the idea sure treat yourself be good to yourself that is very yeah. superficial versus like yeah. sort of like feeding no, no. your soul or whatever the word is
0: yeah or that you're sad or you're having security yeah. like when I told my friends no, because I have my my I also seem like the worst like I feel that I'm ugly and they're like what like it doesn't seem because of your yeah. personality I said yeah but it is like right. well <laughs> yeah. yeah but well, that's I me. we produce our life yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> like preparing for the situation. OK, turn on the extrovert. Hello, hi, Like, yeah. really, it's just like, please, I want to go back and cuddle my dog under a blanket. And I yeah. actually extroverted. Let me go. Exactly. So I do love I I did think um, in the past that also being introverted or also just having having problems I wasn't sharing with people um, meant I had to do things. I thought an artist was solitary. I thought like having my own company would be me and I'm in control and nobody else can touch me. And now everything is collaborative and I'm connecting (laughs) with people who share some of the same values and like building together. Like it is so different. Like being in a business with partners that you trust and that complement your skills and, like, share your passions, it's yeah. it's huge. It makes it so much easier when we go through tough times. And then, like, on the positive side, like, literally together you can achieve so much more than you can on your own.
0: So much more. So, but, like real, like, you say, like, and if you have the same goal the same energy and everything you're gonna push the other person to go forward you know and to find the solution or or to find the the greatest I know like ending even this like for me this is amazing like I I couldn't do this 10 years ago because I would be like "Uh." but now it's like yeah let's let's go out there let's talk and let's get together and and also to no really for me no producer story around the world because each day I know I know new producers with this podcast that I say, okay, oh, okay, we all go through this, or and you know what, we can put our voice out there as an artist, as a producer, as a creative, yeah. or
1: whatever. And I mean, it's funny also in audio, because like there's producer yeah. when you first say it, it's like it's a music producer. So I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not a music producer. I am a producer in a music and audio company. Um, but then also and like, okay, and then equate that. Form of producer, similar to a project manager. But then I'm also an executive producer who um, who talks to the clients, brings on different projects, assesses like what do we need for that? I oversee different producers or multiple things at the same time. And then like well, what's massive. awesome here too is being a business owner and being part of the strategy team. Yeah. Also, we're a small company. So I'm also a uh, head of finance and HR. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's like strategy <laughs> operations, right? Um, Everything. <laughs> but I don't know. And it all feeds into each other. And it's like, it's it's very creative. And then we've no. also had like producers come through who are like, who, who might've started with, yeah, working on the label side as well as on the sort of commercial project side. And then we're like, actually, I really love the straightforward project management aspects of the job. I'm like, for my next job, I'm going to go into a tech company that has like very clear protocols and and like sort of software for project (laughs) management and all that and like shape shape my life that way whereas other people are like you know what I started as a producer but I'm really interested in our label side I'm also like I also have like all these sensibilities as as a musical artist I'm gonna like do part of the A&R and like find new artists and develop them and stuff so I know it's so it's so
0: flexible and it is no no, and I I was you were you sort of explained but I want to dig more (laughs) into it about Your day by day in the company, like what, what you do there and what you guys do and everything.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I think. So overall, you two can woo. We have a studio in Brooklyn. We're actually, we bought a building to build a bigger studio. So that'll be coming through next year.
0: But um, (laughs) thank you.
1: But I have to go. I
0: promise, I'll I'll go visit.
1: (laughs) We're, we're, um. Yeah, a group of artists and professionals that do music, sound design, voiceover, production, everything um, for tons of companies in like gaming, film, advertising, music releases, events, just really a whole bandwidth of things. And so every day we have a lot of different projects going on at the same time. And we like it that way, right? Every production room has something else going on. Like there's, there's some like house music artists recording <laughs> in like one area working with Robert who adds the label. And then, um, David is currently working on that documentary, mixing a documentary. We have upstairs, we have someone recording VO for in Spanish for, um, <laughs> for some ads, some online and like social ads, um, <laughs> And then um, we have someone composing music for a video game right now. He's working from home today because that's where he gets his gets his like concentrated composition time in. Then over in LA, Derek is meeting with some music supervisors to to pitch our music. So there's so much going on, and I need so to know much. that everything that's going on. Um, oh my so my. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's sort of the the overall thing. We have like our, our different systems. We check in with each other in the morning to be like, this is what's happening. This has changed overnight. Client has an additional request. Who needs more resources? Let's call some freelancers and all of that and and shift this. Does anybody need their day shifted? And that's sort of the scheduling resource allocation as well as just like a little team care that happens. Nice. Um, and then there's sort of then throughout the day, I, there'll be a couple of the projects that I'm not just like overseeing like overall, but that I am actively producing. Oh. So there'll be getting on a call with um, with clients to, to sort of absorb the feedback and see what is the next round. How do we get this to the end? And then sort of stay in contact with them and the team internally throughout the day to make sure we deliver on that. <laughs> um, and then there's new inquiries coming in at the same time so looking at that maybe having a call or sort of going through the email okay what will this take what's the budget what are all the different services that you need for music do you want original composition or to dive into like our our library that we've built we can customize everything what kind of license terms do you need okay let me loop in our license specialist and and like lots of different things so it's really layers upon layers um and then sort of there's so that's sort of the very active things and just the things that i cannot let fall through the cracks because it's about what is the team doing and like are we servicing our clients but then like i try to sort of get in between that is like all the all the background like are we like how are our systems of communication working does like our bookkeeper need various approvals, looking, mm-hmm. um, doing running reports to make sure that we're hitting budget? What are areas? Can we then like this comes in, comes inquiry, hey, we need a new piece of technology or this broke. Do we have it in our budget to replace? Yes, but put it in like for this,
0: but whatever it is. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you went through everything and like I had a, a mental workout. It's, it's so many, <laughs> <laughs> so many things going on. Well, no, I mean, that's right. just the normal thing when there is no crisis. But,
1: <laughs> but it's so many. incredible because I don't think about it. Like sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, this is much. But like, yeah, that's why the brain is running all the time, and that's why I need a couple of days off over Christmas.
0: No, and and that's the thing that for you it's normal, or like for a producer it's normal. Like oh yeah. so, so you know, yes, this is for a normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now they're like what? Like, how? how can you think of so many things like at the same time? And like, well, right. <laughs> we have no, to, no. <laughs> but yeah. It
1: actually feels very reassuring talking to you <laughs> and then like being like, okay, the normal person
0: versus the producer. <laughs> <laughs> the versus a producer of overthinker. Uh, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I say, like
0: all those like
1: personality traits or all these like, yeah, everything <laughs> has its like pros and cons. And like the fact that you overthink is like, really unnecessary in parts of your private life but really helpful if you want to run a production
0: yeah yeah I I tried to not do it in my personal life that much because I'm a really Mm -hmm. like a really bad overthinker like I I can't stop and if I if I go into a dark hole no no like you won't (laughs) it's like I'll I'll go on all night bah, bah, bah. and so i said no like get out of there like i i realized and say okay no and i use that energy for something else like to clean yes. the garden to clean outside nice <laughs> yeah. but for work it's amazing it's like oh, okay and and i don't know it's like something out something comes out that normally doesn't like when you're calm that mm-hmm. energy is like, oh, like it's it's there. But when it comes out, it's amazing because you start doing everything and everything comes to life and you get it done. I like yeah. it. It's something magical. Well, it's, about like, really,
1: it's like, this is what we've prepared for. The warrior has been called upon. <laughs> yeah. And now we're like yeah. rising to the occasion, like carrying the beacon like ahead and being like, yes, <laughs> I've got this. And suddenly you have like eight arms and you're chopping off the head of the snake and at the same time preparing <laughs> yeah. a sandwich. I don't know.
0: And, and of all these things that you mentioned, what, like, could you choose something that you say, this is my favorite or this is something I really, like, I love doing or?
1: I honestly just love helping people. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is um, part where the psychology comes in and, like, definitely sort of the, the whole, like, yeah, HR and psychology is, like, weighs on me. I don't need to, like, sort of know everything all the time. But the idea that someone in the team is, is sort of struggling or a new challenge came in. And then you're like, okay, let's sit down together. Let's like pool our sort of resources. This is what you need. This is what we have. Now we sort of match it up. And then by the end of it, like someone's like, okay, cool. I'm not stressed anymore. And we can do it. And then also, and like those moments where then the rest of the team also steps up, like we're really awesome. And just like how we support each other. So it's like, if there's a lot, then sort of putting out the call, like, hey, is anybody else available? And then like three other team members will like volunteer and be like, yes, I need to get this delivery out by then, but I can support you. Or like recently we just like needed some Scratch VO and needed lots of different voices. So wherever we were like in the morning before work, like I'm recording (laughs) like a read in my closet. (laughs) And another colleague has set up a microphone so that everybody who comes through the studio that day can just like record a couple lines and just like yeah, pulling together that way and and being able to solve things together
0: is well. That's the thing that for me that since you guys formed this business that it's like a family. It's not like you you want to step over people or you want to be the best just to so to be recognized. I mean, I wouldn't do that either in in any kind of company, but. You know that sometimes that that like I, I don't know that feeling comes out when they're like huge companies and then you don't yeah, know anybody. Like, yeah. But, and you want to make your mark and not, not be yeah, not be yeah. like overstepped. But here's really just
1: the only success there is is joint success.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in that thing.
1: But also yeah. like thinking about sort of the things we do outside, we also support support each other outside of that, whether that is like everyone's like whether people are coming to my art show when I'm doing that oh, or, yeah. um, of course. or like every once in a while, like two of my business partners, um, have small kids. So it's like, okay, we both need to be in the session. I'm like, okay, just like bring them upstairs. I can watch yeah. them for the half hour transition that is yeah. like going on or somebody else is like needs to needs to step out. And it's like, cool, just hand it over. I've got it. Or somebody else has got it. And we really got each other's
0: backs like that. And just in at work and outside of work. Oh, that's no, I, I love that. And also, I think that, well, you started out a long time ago with them. But I'm talking about, in this case, about what I've been through, I think, yeah, when you hit a certain age, you say, Okay, I don't want to work with this type of people, I do want to yeah. work with this. And what's important for me, and I always and I always say with Moe, like, really, like, for me, um, I mean, they're super talented people, but also they're very human-wise. Like, really, yeah. I've never felt so happy as I do with them and with all my teammates because of that, because we're all in the same boat together. We push together. We And we realized that we all have really similar interests and yeah. in, in everything. I said, okay, you know what? Philippe and Raph are amazing because they saw this. It's not something yeah. that... And, and you could, even in the first interview, I'm like, okay, like they really Matt, like they, they want to know who we are and what we want. And it's not just, you know, a business that for me, that's yes. important. It's not just work. It's not, it's something more. I yeah. don't know. We, we spend all, all our day almost working. So yes. at least for me, it's like, okay. I would, <laughs> I want to know the people that I work with, just not just through a screen and a little bit more, yeah. but they love what they like. So yeah, I relate with that. Yeah, we've been,
1: we've <laughs> been doing that.
0: And like, especially sort
1: of when we first came together, the five partners, we spent a lot of time talking about values and how we want to work together <laughs> and everything. And we're really aligned, but then, um, we more recently also chose to, like, make that more explicit. Like, our values are now on our website. They're, oh, like, nice. love and honesty and community mm-hmm. and curiosity and that. And we actually put those things in our contracts with employees as well as with freelancers, just that they know, hey, these are the basis of how we work together. And then we try to make that shine through in every interaction. Like, That's we take great. a lot, like... Where We're definitely not perfect. And there's so many things going on, as you know, that doesn't always work. But like, I try to be there for our our other team members that aren't here every day either to know like, hey, guys, I know this has been a really bad inflation year, like, and we haven't like updated your rates in a while. Let's talk about it. You should probably like adjust your hourly up or this is what we're doing or what do you need? How much notice do you need? Or or in cases where we like cancel late on a session and then like one freelancer broke up, hey, can we do some kind of hold fee or or like kill fee because I kept that open? And I'm like, yes, thank you for bringing it up. We're now going to be like proactive about that and like sort of yeah. make that happen. And I don't know, it's just it's also allowed i think at least like me to be more myself here like as a real person and like it used to be very much i'm showing up as this professional version who tries yeah. not to get too involved <laughs> and like shows that doesn't thing have here. emotions <laughs> exactly and here it is just like hey guys i'm not feeling great today or like yeah. today literally like okay 2pm i have therapy if you need me beforehand after yeah. like hold your questions this is what's happening and um and like or just like yeah what do you need or you seem like a little bit off today
0: like yeah yeah exactly Use my dog have
1: some dog therapy (laughs) Um, for some people for some people that's not the right therapy um but just yeah just being human there and then also like bringing ideas in and being like yeah I am a creative person or like I'm not and at this point I've learned much more about like audio and music that I'm not going to be able to do the things that my colleagues do but I am able to support in different ways by being in in how I'm able to communicate with clients in a sort of
0: more secure, like, you know what you're talking about. It's not like,
1: exactly. (laughs) And like sort of can, can think ahead in a different way, can be like, yeah, this is like my, my opinion on this track, or there's something missing. Like, if you just like want my feedback on it, right? Yeah. So
0: no, that's, you know, it's. That's so nice. No, and and I like what you said, having that environment makes you really a better professional also makes you attract people that you want to work with. Because really, even your clients start seeing this way you work, this energy, you put it out on the web page, and I don't think an asshole is going to go comment. And if they do... And we're like, okay, we're not the fit or the totally. Pants. <laughs> but, and like but, we like we genuinely
1: love our clients. Like that's the thing. So yeah. many awesome people we work yeah. with and and <laughs> and they come back. And like that's why also like most of our work has been through referrals where it's just like, hey, we really liked working with them. Like you should too try it out. Or people who leave a leave, like we have a couple like producers and creative directors that have like jumped to the same couple companies so like they keep showing up on other sides of people (laughs) that they're already working with and similarly yeah it's just yeah it's a it's a wonderful organic growing space it is
0: oh i yeah i could really i could talk to you for three hours more i love this (laughs) (laughs) it's so nice it's so interesting and are we real friends now Yes, we are. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll come to New York. So, do you want to share something else, or let us know like where we can see some of your work, or whatever you want to.
1: Um, sure. <laughs> I think like that's like a type it into the show notes because both the company <laughs> name and like my own last name <laughs> are always yeah. like hard. It's Leah <gasps> Vilsat and you two can woo. But okay. and that's where everything happens.
0: <laughs> well, I, I loved really. I loved talking to you, and I hope we have. A take two for this because we have I love I think, that. yes yeah, I think we have more things to talk about and, and really I hope that we work soon together again you too. Well, we me too but we are going to work <music> thank you for sticking with us don't forget to subscribe to Beyond Deadlines for more insightful conversations on creative production and check the links in the description to learn more about Leah, Wu and their work talk to you again soon